Hello, hello, and welcome to the highly anticipated first episode of Jared's Music Ramble. Um, today I'm going to be rambling about the new Grimes album, Miss Anthropocene. Miss Anthropocene was released on February 21st, I believe it was, um, 2020. I've had the album for actually two weeks before the official release. I got it in record form, so I've had it for four weeks now. Today is the 28th, February 28th. The album officially released last Friday, but I've had it for a long time, and I figured this would be a good album to start with because I've listened to it many, many times in the physical form, and now that it's in my Spotify account. So before I discuss the album itself, let's take a little musical journey on how we got here with Grimes. Um, so Grimes has been making music the entirety of the 2010s. Her first album was in 2010, um, Getty Primes, and it was an album that is very short and in the, in the grand scheme of her discography, not entirely that relevant at this point. It, it is, um, kind of indie pop in the mold of chill wave music that was getting popularized at the time by groups like Animal Collective and more specifically the, um, one of the probably the most famous member of the group of the Animal Collective group Panda Bear. Um, there's not really that many songs in that album that I would recommend or that I even revisit or anything. It's a fine album, but it's not one that is really known that she's known for at this point. And in that same year she goes on to release her second album Halfaxa, an album that was much more experimental in nature. Um, played with more gothic sounds, <clears throat> got more into the electronic realm of music. And again, not really one that I particularly enjoy. It was probably a little bit a little bit better received than their first album, but still, neither of these albums really put her on the map. Um, not that I listened to Grimes at this time, but just reading different reviews and things, it wasn't like either of these albums really showed what she could do musically. But we eventually get to 2012's, her third album, 2012's Visions. And this is the album that really broke through for her, or this is her breakthrough album. Sitting <clears> here <throat> <clears throat> coughing on the couch. Um, but this album was her breakthrough album for a couple of reasons. Most notably because this spawned her most popular song by far, and a song that you can find on every single indie playlist that you ever search for, Every single 2010s pop playlist, and the song is Oblivion, her the third track on the track listing, um, which is a fantastic song and rightfully is included on these different playlists. Um, an incredibly catchy song with an incredible melody, a really nice um, synth kind of instrumental to it, a synth instrumental that is very common throughout the album. It's definitely synth pop inspired and there's some dream pop influences on the album, kind of like in the name of beach house has like a ghostly sound, a really unique sound. And it was really an album that kind of put her on the map and showed her production shops. But the one criticism I would have for this album is that vocally it's pretty uninspiring. It's, I mean, melody and harmony wise, it's, it's catchy and whatnot, but the vocal performances itself lack kind of personality, lack charisma, or lack a sound that is easily identifiable. It's kind of all washes together in the same note, which is fine, but 
that certainly would be the criticism I would have for that album. And um, this criticism is answered on her next album, her most recent, which is five years ago, 2015's Art Angels. Um, Art Angels is one of the more acclaimed albums of the 2010s, certainly one of the more acclaimed pop albums for the production on it, the personality that she shows, the the fusion of dance music, and just how upbeat it is, how happy it is, the combination of kind of the goofiness of it with the technical just beauty of the studio work that she did. There are so many songs on this album which... If I explained kind of the song material, it would just sound so stupid that it couldn't even possibly be that good of a song. Like the song Kill V. Mame, which is like a song about how she imagined if Al Pacino became a vampire blood-sucking something or another from the movie Goodfellas. And it's just like the songs are absurd. They're completely absurd. Um, But the point is, is that this album... It shows a lot of personality for her and shows that she can not only produce great music, but she can really sing. She can write great hooks. She can do features. She can do slow songs. She can do fast songs. She can do anything in the pop realm. And it puts her on the map in the indie scene and just in music as a whole as one of the best producers out there. So we've not gotten anything from her in the past five years. And it's been a lot of anticipation for this album. There were some singles leading up to it, which I kind of avoided. I think there was one, We Appreciate Power, which didn't actually even go on the album officially. But um, in lead up to the album, she's been doing weird interviews. Um, She, (laughs) unbeknownst to me, has been with Elon Musk for a while. And she does these weird just public appearances and stuff. And it kind of worried me a little bit, but this is all rambling to the point of, I don't even know why I'm saying this because this is, has nothing to do with the music itself. So we're just going to get straight to the misanthropocene discussion. So I would say that Grimes has again put out a really, really good album. I think she's three, three in a row now of great albums. And this album specifically is much darker in material compared to our last two. A lot of darker sounds that are kind of inspired by new metal, strangely enough. There's sounds on here that are like corn inspired the band corn and like hard rock. Um, definitely emphasis on really dark electronic music. Kind of has an artificial intelligence sound. Um, and one of the, I think, possibly the greatest strength of this album is that for me personally, in music, one of the most important aspects of when I'm listening to music is if that music takes me to a certain place. If there's like a certain environment that when I'm hearing the song, I am in my mind in that environment, or I'm in that place that they're they're trying to put me in. And this album does a really, really, really good job of doing that. This album has such an otherworldly underworld doom filled feel to it. And I think I'd already mentioned kind of like this artificial intelligence feel. It's like kind of has a robotic sound 
with the way of the electronic music is used, the way that the bass will swallow you has this like almost hellish uh, feel to it, um, which can probably be most heard on um, kind of the first two tracks. So heavy I fell through the earth and dark side. And it should be noted that there are, let me see how many, probably half the title, the track titles here do have kind of dark sounds. So heavy I fell through the earth, dark side, delete forever. I mean like delete being like a, I don't know, a darker sounding violence, um, new gods, kind of like a reference to like a world that isn't the one that we're in. My name is dark before the fever, different, different track titles that are dark in nature. And I've said dark about 20 times already. So I'm going to have to try to find a new word to describe this album. But, um, but I was mentioning earlier that right off the bat, you can kind of hear these darker sounds on so heavy. I fell through the earth and dark side. Um, personally, I think these are two of the weaker tracks, probably the two weakest tracks. And it seems to be consistent with Grimes on every album that I listen to of hers that for some reason or another, the first couple tracks really only serve as foundational pieces to introduce the music that you're going to hear on the album rather than, I guess, produce actual quality songs. It's a really strange criticism that doesn't really make any sense, but I don't know. So Heavy I Fell Through the Earth doesn't really do much for me. It it does have kind of that silhouette effect that you can hear on visions. <clears throat> the instrumental itself doesn't really do much for me. Maybe a little too long. Well, it's definitely a little too long, but it moves into dark side, just probably the weakest track. If I had to say again, really dark sounds, really, really booming bass, definitely hip hop inspired in this one. And it has the feature from the Taiwanese rapper pan, which was also featured on her art angels album. Um, and I don't really understand what the point of this feature was. The way that the vocals are used by Pan is like kind of robotic, I guess, or like spoken word-ish. Um, I don't really know. They're like half rap, half talking, half like she's trying to sound. I mean, I don't know what she's saying, but she's just trying to sound like preachy or something. This isn't really making any sense. This is why this is called the Jared ramble because we're going to ramble. But the album quickly gets into one of my three standout tracks, which is delete forever. The third track and this album or this track is notably different from the rest of the album. It's much softer, much cleaner. Um, really beautiful instrumentation has this acoustic guitar, which I don't think I've ever heard from Grimes. If I had, I mean, not that I could revisit every single song she's ever made, but I've never really heard this type of acoustic pop rock ballad type thing from her it kind of has a countryish sound to it. I've seen a lot of people say the sound or the song has kind of a Casey Musgraves feel, which I don't entirely agree with. I can kind of see that. But the first time I'd heard the song, I kind of had a Playboy Cardi feel to it, weirdly enough, like a SoundCloud rap. And I think she has since done interviews where she mentioned that she made this song on the night that she found out that Lil Peep died. I'm not really a Lil Peep fan, but I can definitely see where she is coming from with this production. I mean, it's very clean. 
it's kind of got a sugary feel to it, like a really sweet um, reverb sound. Um, the way that she kind of hums in the chorus, like there's no real, it's just syllables type thing. Um, kind of made me think of Playboy Cardi, but a really raw track, a really nice production, and certainly an outlier in the track listing, with the exception of the last song, I Adore You, um, which I guess I can go ahead and skip to now, is probably my favorite track on the whole thing. It's not probably, it is my favorite track. An incredible seven-minute piece that I love its place in the track listing because... The, tr- the album, as it gets up to this point, is pretty dark. Again, I've said dark 70 times now. But it's really dark. It's really dark, sp- specifically because the two songs before I Adore You, You'll Miss Me When I'm Not Around and Before the Fever, are very dark. You'll Miss Me When I'm Not Around, specifically, I'll get to, is the most new metal inspired in the whole thing. Um, and then Before the Fever, a very Lana Del Rey inspired, inspired, vocal track, really brooding vocals, really carries out certain notes, has like an ambient, under almost underwater reverb feel to the vocals as it goes along. Definitely one of the slower songs, um, but it leads up to I Adore You, which as soon as the track starts kind of has these animal chirpings, there's like flutes going on, um, has a really, really natural sound to it that at first was kind of jarring. I thought it was really out of place as soon as it came on because I was thinking this whole album has been like super, super doom like. And then this song comes on and it's almost like that. The song feels like a victory lap type thing. Like, uh, like if you were watching a movie that this would be the song that they would play at the very ending scene. And this is the song that would play into the post credits type thing. Um, it, it gives me a feel like we're in the Lord of the Rings franchise or something like we're in the Shire and, and Frodo and Mary are out playing in the, in the grass or whatever. And there's the, fl- and the flutes and, um, whatever other instruments that you would play and, and Mordor would be, um, but amazing vocal melodies, um, a really, for lack of a better word, adorable, I guess, track. Um, really sweet, really kind of sounds Japanese-inspired, possibly, like Japanese pop. She's re- since released a music video for the song, which is kind of like anime-ish. Um, it's really colorful. And definitely my favorite song on the track listing. It could go on forever and ever and ever, and I would still love it. But just to highlight some other songs on here, I really like 4AM, right in the middle. Um, Certainly the most dance-centric track on here. Um, Probably the most like songs on Art Angels. If you were to take this song and put it on Art Angels, maybe tweak it a little bit, I think it would probably fit in pretty well. Um, Starts out kind of like with these tribal pump-up sounds. And then as soon as the song starts moving, it really gets going. Um, a really, really nice beat to it. Um, I don't know, just a really, really nice dance, dancing track, I guess. Um, don't really have any other, I don't know, instrumental thoughts. It's kind of hard to do this, to talk by yourself and then not have the songs to kind of be playing with you. 
Um, New Gods is the track that follows it. Definitely the most soulful, soulful, not soulful, definitely the most soulful track. Really heavy emphasis on the vocals on it. Definitely feels like this was the song that she probably spent the most time thinking about the vocal delivery itself rather than the music because the music instrumental is pretty, not minimalistic, but in comparison to the rest of the album, there's this is the track that there's the least amount of things going on in the instrumental itself. Not one of my favorites, but not not one that really I would skip or anything. I think it has a nice place in the track listing that it comes right in the middle, and it leads into My Name is Dark, which is another of the... Um, I really need to find a synonym for dark, because I keep saying dark. Well, the, song, the freaking song title is called My Name is Dark, so I'm going to say dark. Definitely one of the darker songs. Um, incorporates the most new sounds into it kind of has like a really cool guitar lead to it. Um, there's a lot of periods of kind of chaos going on in the song, specifically in the chorus. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's kind of got this hard rock sound. It maybe goes a little bit too long, but I like the outro of it. I really like the way that it kind of soars off with the guitars. And it leads into one of my other probably my third standout track with Delete Forever and I Adore You, which is You'll Miss Me When I'm Not Around. Um, just an incredible bass and drum combo in this thing. As soon as I heard this song for the first time, and as soon as I heard that bass and the drum of just that that basic one, 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 two, kind of kick drum and um, snare drum combo, I thought this is going to be one of my favorite songs because I'm a sucker for... I'm a sucker for incredible bass lines like that. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the shortest song without going through every single song's track list or going through every single song's track length. Um, would probably be the song that I think best encapsulates the direction that she was going for on this album. Um, a nice combination of pop that she is typically used to with the new, um, the new metal sounds some pop rock feel to it still catchy as all get out while still <clears throat> <clears throat> while still um, having that swallowing otherworldly feel to it an incredible incredible track I really love the multiple layer vocals in the chorus um, there's kind of like a falsetto going on at one point in the chorus combined or clashed with her normal vocals. The second half of the song specifically, I really love whenever it's kind of repeating just the way that the first verse goes. And it certainly feels, it feels faster, although it's the same pace, the way that she kind of speeds up the, the vocal delivery in the second half. I really love. Um, and I think the only song I haven't talked about is before the fever, which well, I haven't talked about violence either. Violence is a fine song. has a really colossal feel to it. feels like something you'd play almost in a fight scene or something. Like a lot of build up, a lot, a lot of tribal rhythm to it. Um, uses electronic music pretty effectively. But maybe one I would skip, or, or at least one that I don't particularly look forward to in the track listing. It's still a fine song. And then Before the Fever, the penultimate track, um, I think I'd already mentioned before, Definitely seems Lana Del Rey inspired in its vocal deliveries. 
I could be wrong, but I think that the, that Grimes and Lana have become friends possibly recently. They've done interviews and stuff together. And I can definitely see that she was inspired by Lana's music for this one. So all in all, I really, really enjoyed this album. And I would say that similar to Art Angels, it takes a little bit to get going. But it is much, much, much more consistent in the overall sound that it's going for. Um, more similar to Visions and more similar to the other three albums in her discography, um, Getty Primes, Halifax, and Visions, in that it has a very cohesive sound to it. It's got a nice flow. Um, and that's not to say that Art Angels has a bad flow, but it is pretty random. And that is kind of the appeal of it is the, is the goofiness and the just off the wall, you never really know what's coming next feel to it. So Miss Anthropocene, really enjoyed it. I'm going to put it in my tier two right now. Um, I think that it's probably not going to move up to my tier one as the year goes along because I think there are two or three songs that really just don't do anything for me. The first two and violence and new gods are fine, but they, I don't know, they're just kind of missing something for me. And so I don't think I can put it in tier one. There are definitely tier one songs on here, um, but it's better than a tier three album for me right now. I think that I will play this album a lot throughout the year and obviously opinions can change and whatever, but I, I'm pretty comfortable thinking that this is going to be a tier two album. So thank you Grimes for another great album. You're three for three in the past three albums. And I'm very interested to see what she does from here because she's kind of covered three different sounds in these three albums and visions being the softer ghost like dreamy sounds, art angels being the more traditional pop sounds um, with more upbeat, more dance. And then now this one with the more really brooding uh, bass heavy, trap sounding dark electronic music and so i'm really interested what she can do from here maybe back to a more indie sound um either way grimes i know you're listening awesome album and we look forward to your next one and i have no idea to end these and i'm just gonna say thank you for listening